but I wouldn't be a skeptic if I didn't say the, you know, the possibility of it being a hallucination. Yeah, so, I no, mean, and I do need you to be the skeptic in a skeptic and witch <laughs> podcast. Hello, theologists, sisters, and misters. Welcome to the coven. Okay, so for this week, I thought what we should really do is start trying to get like a solid timeline of all of the different like supernatural stuff that's happened to you like throughout your life. So in that case, what do you consider your earliest supernatural memory? My oldest memory. Let's see. My oldest one, I think, is when I was three. Mm -hmm. I had probably not my first, but the more memorable of prophetic dreams. Oh, really? As like early as when you were three? Yeah. It was a dream that involved three ghosts. And my dad went up a hill in his car. I was in the back seat, as I should be at, you know, three years old. And he was in the front and he said, well, there were ghosts outside and they were like threatening us. And he said to stay in the car, he would deal with it. And they okay. grabbed him and held him back away from me. And I was like screaming, dad, dad. And I was Aww. like crying and screaming as they pushed the car down the hill. Jesus. And this was the big hill that my aunt used to live on. So it was very, 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 very long. And then as the car, not necessarily crashed, but kind of went slightly off the road, I slid down where my aunt actually um, got a car stuck in the snow at one point. Uh, and then I woke up. So I was separated from my father by three ghosts. Any dream I have ever had has always been a nightmare and prophetic. Ever? Ever. Have you ever just had a nice dream? No. Oh. Terrifying. I hate it. That's oh. another reason I don't <laughs> sleep very often. Jesus. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like anybody who's always been like, Earthy, you need to get more sleep. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> and I don't want to. But at least I know the future. <laughs> I don't know if that's like the most fair trade-off. But I'd feel lost without it. So he theorized that the three ghosts were my gram from Texas, uh, Aunt Mimi, um, and God, who is the other one? I don't remember who the third one was. Um, and these were three people in my life who in the future were going to trick me and take my father away from me. Oh, so like it was more symbolic than anything else. Yeah. And I didn't know these things at the time because I was three. So you told that dream to your dad when you were three. Then he prophesied what it was many years later after all this had happened. So at the time... We didn't neither know what of it you, was. Neither of you knew what it was, uh, what it meant. So at the time, neither of you thought it was prophetic in any way. Because I didn't even know what the hell was going on with my dreams. And I was right. I was like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. This is fucked up. Are most of your prophetic dreams more on the symbolic side? No. And yes, I can't tell you like majority. So it kind of like interchanges? Yeah, it's interchangeable. It depends. Like when I say Emma, 
be wary about doing this, you should probably sit down and go, oh shit, what's going to go on? Have you ever done that? I think I've done it once. And then I went, oh yeah, I can't change the future. I forgot. Shit. Yeah, no, don't, just don't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't want to be faced with my own morale, morality, mortality. Morality. (laughs) I don't want to have morals. No, like I, I don't think I would have taken that well, especially like coming from the perspective of whatever happens is going to happen regardless and you can't control it if that is the case, you know. I've tried controlling these things and it, it has never worked. Damn. But basically, so what you guys surmise this dream to mean years later, right, is that these people in your life were going to eventually take your dad away from you. And they did. And maybe if this had only happened once, like this was like the one time you ever had a prophetic dream, I'd probably chalk it up to just confirmation bias. Yeah, if it was like the one time, then I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, eh, coincidence. But no, it's, it's happened well over 20 to 30 times. So yeah, that's that's impressive. I'm sure we're going to continue. Hearing that's about... impressive. Me. It is impressive. That's terrifying. Well, okay. So like, you hear someone being like, "Oh my god, I had a vision of the future," and you're like, "Wow, that's that's crazy." And then you're like, "Wow, I've had accurate predictions of the future twenty plus times." That's impressive. It's scary, and I'm well, not a fan. But I also. When I stopped having them consistently at one point for like six to eight months, I got scared. I was like, did I lose the ability? I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I'm terrified because I was so used to it. It became the norm. Do you think that that ability is completely innate to you as like this inherited skill or do you think some outside force is giving you these dreams and giving you these visions? No, I think that it's... Probably genetic from my mother. Does she also have prophetic dreams? I don't remember. I'd have to ask her. Well, I know that you said that her supernatural ego is like very open. So if that is something that can be passed down, which in in this case, let's assume that it can be. Well, then yeah, that would make total sense. I have no proof and I have no idea. So like my first thought is, you know, like some people like they talk about like their guardian angels and that kind of shit. <laughs> Mine's a shit guardian angel. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Well, I guess at this point, I wonder if having um, a goddess that you worship negates having guardian angels. Uh, well, I mean, she's good for dealing with uh, the lost and keeping. Obviously, your deities want to keep you safe. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like, how are you going to fucking worship? Fair. So she keeps me safe now to an extent. Like, she lets me have a normal life and, like, she has her own shit to do. But at the end of the day, she does keep me safe to an extent. Have you ever thought about, like, guardian angels being, like, a part of your early childhood? No, and I don't so believe it was never that, that. A thing, to be honest. You know, it's funny because, again, like, you know that I follow so many different people that do, like, you know, divination and tell that their their personal stories. And, like, you hear them talking about angel numbers and messages, you know, from the universe and messages from your guardian angel and, you know, all of that. So it's interesting hearing your perspective as someone who experiences and believes in the supernatural, but to not believe in that, which so many people do believe in. Do take your YouTube videos with a grain of salt. I give everything the benefit of the doubt. I'm not just going to immediately call someone crazy. But yeah. Okay. So, I mean, first of all, that is a really cool story to think like that is your very first, you know, supernatural experience and that it did 
come to fruition in some way. Because like when I hear like prophetic dream, I guess I thought of it in a more literal sense. You kind of have to interpret what the fuck it's saying to you. Like if my prophetic dream starts being a dream with you involved and it seems like it's headed somewhere, or even if it's not headed somewhere and I still have that eerie feeling of that nightmare that I always have, um, I'd immediately know something bad is going to happen to Emma and have to figure out what the fuck it is. When you get these dreams, do you feel compelled to like figure them out as quickly as possible? Uh, oftentimes I do feel like I should. Sometimes I just go, you know what, fuck it. I can't change it. Why should I care? Uh, it depends on the person, I suppose, and what's going on in that dream, what feeling I get off of it, like, you know, the vibe. Is it easy for you to tell, like, a nightmare apart from a prophetic dream? I've had demonic dreams that aren't prophetic dreams. So I'm able to differentiate the two. And when I say demonic, I do mean traveling to that other plane. Okay, so do you have like just normal nightmares? Or is it only like you only dream about going to different realms and prophetic dreams? I do not have normal nightmares at all. So you literally only dream in a supernatural sense? Yes. What the fuck? I know. That sounds exhausting. Yeah, it really is. Do you feel like you have like some sort of obligation to like pass on like these warnings and like if you're ignoring it, do you feel bad? I don't know why I have this ability is the thing. Right. Like you'd think that there would be a purpose. But I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> it's like a blessing and a curse. Yeah, I've learned to rely on it quite a bit, uh, especially for things like myself. I don't just have prophetic dreams of others. So some of these can be the next day. Some of these can be several months. Some of these can be several weeks. Uh, there was also one that happened the next day as well, where I told my boyfriend at the time, he claimed to have prophetic dreams. When people claim to have prophetic dreams and things like that, I don't believe them. And your reason being? Because I've never met anybody who can prove these things to me or tell me these things and like make good on it. And that's just, it's not like, you know, you need to prove it to me kind of deal. Right. Because then it's like, you know, I'm putting that on myself as well. Yeah, I was about to say like, how do you expect anyone to believe you then? I told him, uh, you know what? No, I'm going to use his last name. I told him that LaCroix was going to be hit by a bus. I was like, I know that he's going to be hit by a bus. I didn't like him. So I made it seem like I was going to go attack him. I didn't see the bus. So when he backed away from me, he was hit by the bus. <gasps> Holy shit. He was fine. It was going slow. He well just kind of got a little bruise. He was okay. But he did, in fact, get hit by a bus. You'd think the bus driver would be paying better attention. I mean, they were, but like he backed up at the time that they were already moving. And you had a dream about this or? Yeah, I had a dream that he was going to get hit by a bus. I thought it was going to be a bit more intense because my dreams always give me that eerie feeling of freak the fuck out. So why did you feel the need to scare him? Uh, because After I was a little shit. Were you like tempting the fates to see no, what would happen? No, I, I was just a little shit in high school. <laughs> Did you just not realize the correlation? I didn't the realize time? the correlation between him being outside and getting okay. hit by a bus. <laughs> right. So you had this dream and you didn't think like that that much of it and like when it would happen and how. Yeah, I thought it would be like, you know, a week from them, then or, or whatever. Or even so, like you, it could have also been like more metaphorical. Yeah, so like... There's whatever. really no way of you knowing that it was going to specifically be your action that caused it. 
there was no way of me knowing necessarily that he would specifically get hit by a bus. It could have been emotionally he'd feel a rush of feelings that makes him feel like he's getting hit by a bus, which seems more realistic for high school. Right. No, he actually got hit by a bus. Jesus Christ. And I happened to be the thing that did that. Like I, I was like, oh, shit. Oops. <laughs> and he had told me that, uh, the boyfriend, rather, had told me that he also had that same feeling. And I was like, I don't believe this, but okay. And then, of course, it happened in front of the two of us. And I looked over to him the next, like, in a couple hours. And I was like, remember when I said he was going to get hit by a bus? And he was like, yeah, I I do. The fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So the prophetic dream was your very first supernatural experience that you can remember. The ghost one, yes. Yeah, the ghost one. Um. What uh, what do you think was like your next earliest paranormal memory? So one of them was definitely talking to the fairies. My aunt used to live in a house on a hill. She had a lot of land up there. So I sat by the edge of the woods and would talk to fairies. And that's one of the supernatural situations I was in. And I told you about the fairies in a previous episode, I believe. Um, I actually think that that was one of our conversations that convinced me to start the podcast in the first place. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we mentioned that in an episode yet. I think maybe you might have like mentioned it very briefly. Um, but no, like when we talked about that, that was before we decided to, to actually do the podcast as a whole. Huh? Yeah, I, I, the way that we had that conversation, and the way that you were so open to me, like, attempting to debunk it, and like, that you were actually like, thinking so deeply about it was like my like, oh my god, not only do you have like amazing stories to tell, but like there's an actual discussion to be had here. So I'll give you a more detailed description of the story since we're now here. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, It was a very sunny day. I was probably about five, maybe even six. And my grandmother had instilled in me that magic was real and fairies were real. And she wanted me to believe these things and um, just, you know, leave gifts for the fairies. And, you know, when I was growing up at first, uh, I thought, oh, fairies, you know, aren't real at the end Mm -hmm. of the day and that's just her trying to be trying to you know keep my childhood innocence uh at the point of view um like when she originally started like bringing up the fairies to you and like when you started seeing them how old were you she probably started bringing them up to me when i was four and then it stuck from five to six to now so what was it like so i was outside and i sat down in the grass just on my knees and I started seeing these little floaty lights and I don't believe that they could talk back to me but I spoke to them and I was talking to them and I was like just saying like little kind things and going oh you're pretty and what do you guys do and you guys are fairies aren't you and things like that and I was just sitting in the grass talking to them. So they didn't speak back? No. Did they look like just lights or like when you looked at them more closely, like did you see something else? They looked like lights at first, but then when I looked more closely, they did look like fairies. So like like a very tiny humanoid body? Yeah, like a very tiny humanoid body. Um, and 
what's funny what's funny enough is they were actually all girls now that i'm thinking about it i just sort of assumed that a lot of them were like female i think a presenting. lot of them are female but i don't think that all of them are uh, i believe there were three or four of them there might have been five but only like two or three actually came up closer to me the other two seemed to be like the other one or two seemed to be kind of shy i want to say but not shy uh maybe more cautious how long do you think you were talking to them for uh god as a really young child you know the measurement of time is almost impossible right but like do you think it was like a few seconds or a few minutes or like uh, no, I think it was more like 30 to 40 minutes. Wow, so they stuck around that long. Were they like staying in that one spot and like sort of like hovering for like a half hour or were they like flying around and then coming back? They were kind of floating around me and like, not like fully around me, but like floating in front of me and like seemingly, they seemed to be kind of, I don't know, curious? And like intrigued? intrigued? By, yeah, intrigued. Yeah. By so like, okay. But then they started to kind of go off towards like in front of me a bit more and more towards the woods and I was like no wait wait and then they just kind of flickered away and I was like what and then my family uh was on the porch and they were like what are you doing on the ground come in come inside get up here you're gonna get grass stains and you're like I don't give a shit I just talked to fucking fairies I don't think I actually ever told them that I was speaking to fairies at the time I might have I might have told grandma grandma had told a lot of those things too so you were like a small kid around five or six sitting outside alone when you see like somewhere between like three to five floating lights and when you got a closer look they looked more humanoid and they stuck around for quite a length of time so it wasn't like a passing thing you were really able to get a good look at them uh yeah i was actually able to get a really good look at them do you remember what they look like now like can you like vividly remember I can't vividly remember exactly what their faces and like outfits looked like at all. But it definitely like, you know, for a fact that like, it didn't look bug like it looked human like. Yeah, no, it it was human like. So because like, obviously, the first thing that people want to say is those are bugs, right? That's the first thing. Daytime as well. Why would I see a glowing bug that bright? Right. my kind of thought. You know, like, obviously, like, if you said it was nighttime, everyone's first thoughts would be like fireflies. Which would be valid. Right. And also, like, it's not common for larger bugs to just sort of hover in the air around you for like a half hour like maybe it's like one thing for like little like uh flies to sort of like stick around in one area but usually like if you see like a butterfly maybe it'll land on something for a while but like once it takes off it doesn't really hover yeah no it it doesn't that's not really how bugs like I'm trying to think like I'm trying to think like I'm forgetting about the lights for a second and like I'll tackle that in a bit but like I'm trying to think like is there a bug large enough that you would be able to see like the shape of its body that would hang around long enough for you to remember that you were able to hold like some kind of like one-sided conversation with it I can't think of any (laughs) if they were sitting then like on a leaf then 
yes, you could have a one-way conversation with a bug that might want to sit there for a long period of time. But they were hovering in the air around you. Yes, that's the thing. Even the ones that were hiding out uh, were, were like hovering and flying. They were really close to the ground, but they didn't want to like get on the ground, probably because they were scared or cautious. And, you know, if I made any sort of horrific move towards them, mm-hmm. they'd want to fly away quick. So, okay. I think we can definitely agree that I don't think that there are any bugs that fit, you know, glowing in the daytime large enough, you know, that they, that you would be able to like make out what they look like and that would stick around and hover. So then my second theory that, you know, I'd want to explore to debunk is whether or not it was a visual hallucination. So, and my reasoning for bringing that up, again, you were alone. So it's not like anybody could confirm or deny what you saw. The thing with fairies too is that they tend to only, uh, as far as I know with these specific ones especially, they only show themselves to the pure of hurt and especially young children. So even if there were other people around, they might have scared them off. Yeah, I don't think that they would have shown up if you were in a group at all. Yeah. Even if you were with other kids, I, you know, I've the tried likelihood. to bring people to the spot and be like, when I, when I was younger, I tried to bring my family members to the spot and be like, look, look, and there was nothing there. Reviewing like some of the stuff that you and I had spoke about, you know, in previous episodes, like seeing I don't ghosts. think every single one of these is a hallucination. No, but like, <laughs> obviously it's something that we have, like, if we really want to attack it from all sides, you know, it's something that you have to bring up, Right. I came here to tell you stories and I'm honestly feeling so attacked right now. Well, of course, like (laughs) I I want, it's like, of course I want to believe, you know, that young you was blessed by being able to see and talk to fairies. Like that's fucking incredible. But I wouldn't be a skeptic if I didn't say the, you know, the possibility of it being a hallucination. Yeah, no, and I do need you to be the skeptic in a skeptic and witch podcast. (laughs) So, I mean, like, okay. So we can definitely agree. I don't think it was any kind of bug. My only, so like I said, my only other concern, just because like you said that you've, you know, you've seen ghosts throughout your life. You've seen shadow people throughout your life. And then you also have this where you saw, you know, fairies. Again, it's all very visual, right? But, so I mean, like, Again, like the whole like the shadow thing and like your grandma telling you about these stories, right? Before you saw the fairies, correct? She told me fairies were real and like the tooth fairy was real too. And she told me, uh, which the tooth fairy, obviously not real. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys, if you believe the tooth fairy is real, uh, she's not. Um, <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Crushing people's dreams left and right. Yeah. But that was my job. Do you believe in the Tooth Fairy, Emma? No, I actually went out of my way to debunk the Tooth Fairy. I'll tell you my stupid Tooth Fairy story uh, as a separate thing for like the Patreon or something. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So So she told me like things like the Tooth Fairy and then she told me that magic was real and that fairies were real. Uh, And then I saw the fairies. um, I think I had seen the fairies before that. Might have been after that. Don't know. She had always been very insistent that magic was real and that fairies were real and things. So I used to leave out my cocktail umbrellas from uh, trips to the getting Chinese. Mm -hmm. uh, That's adorable. Leave them out by the staircase so that if the fairies got caught in the rain, they could take an umbrella. Aww. (laughs) Aww, that's so cute. And grandma was like, they'll definitely appreciate that. 
and then the umbrellas would just go missing. Now it could be that fairies took them, or it could just be that my family was just taking them. They're like, honey, this is adorable, but please don't litter. <laughs> I don't think that was the issue. Or also wind. Could be wind too, but um, I feel like I would have seen them closer at that point, you know. Right. If so it was wind. So it's either fairies took them or my family took them. <laughs> Both are possible. I'm not going to sit sit down and go oh it's definitely only fairies because that's closed-minded so i mean the one thing that i will not take away from you is that that must have been a truly magical experience it was amazing i had so much it was just such a nice peaceful time it's not it's not often that you share nice stories i'm sorry do you want me to lie (laughs) and be positive all the time no i think that this was really special and (laughs) you know i again i'm very split I know for a fact that the way that you're describing it, it just, it does not denote to, you know, it being explained away easily with like a bug or an animal or I don't know, like a trick of the lights. Cause like this was before, like even like drones, you know, were something that you can buy at Walmart. Like this was before, like the internet was super common and such. Yeah. This was before Neopets. Yeah. <laughs> like. This is bef- this is before Webkins. Oh God, you're so <laughs> old. Oh my God, this is Love before Penguin. This was before the popularity of YouTube. Oh no, we're is- so old. <laughs> so I mean, like, it's not like I would attempt to explain that away with like it was some kind of electronic or whatever. Like that wouldn't make any sense. No. <laughs> so. Like I said, literally the only other explanation other than it just being, you know, purely what you say it is, would be some kind of visual hallucination. Now, there isn't like a true way of knowing whether or not that's what it was. You know, it was a one-time thing that you experienced. I'd like to also say that I was going to a therapist all the time throughout this time as well. And they had never diagnosed you with schizophrenia? Nope. So I think... Maybe the best way to kind of try to validate this experience is maybe looking up other people's experiences or the experiences that they claim, you know, if they had seen fairies in their youth and maybe try to compare and see if it was a similar experience. Or maybe uh, you guys have had experiences. Yeah. Does this like resonate with anybody? I feel like that's, yeah, that's another really good way to approach this. Did the story resonate with anyone? I would love to know if like anybody in the audience has had a similar experience. Like I can obviously say big no on my end. (laughs) Emma, it's always going to be a big no on your end. Your life is boring. I know. I'm sorry. I'm so boring. That's why you're a skeptic because your life is boring. Oh my God. You know... (laughs) I'm not wrong. <laughs> you know, I can't argue with it. I was going to try. Honestly, I can't come up with an argument. That's right. She can't debate me. Podcast over. <laughs> Your life is boring, so you're wrong. Fuck. God, sometimes he's so right. I think you mean all the time. Oh, my fucking uh, God. <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's a beautiful story. I I love like and you know you paint such a vivid picture and like I I I'm love glad I'm able to and like you know you telling the story like I I'm able to like 
picture like what it must have been like to be in your position, you know, whether it was supernatural or psychological to me at the end of the day, you know, just as like you're from a friend's standpoint, like that doesn't matter to me because thinking of like a young child who's just like sitting down talking to fairies. It's just sweet. It's just so wholesome. Yeah, it's nice and wholesome. So yeah, I feel like that just about does it though. You know, um, so this is going to be an ongoing series. Uh, So we're starting obviously with your earliest memories. And we're just going to slowly work our way through the timeline of growing up with you know, the experiences that you've had, and kind of just like tackle them one by one. So I feel like we're going to uh, continue this series monthly. And I'm really excited to see like where it takes us. I'm eager to share the experiences because people don't listen to this stuff. I listen. Nobody wants to listen. I want to (laughs) listen. And I hope that you guys want to listen too. And that's why they're listening. It's why they're listening right now. Hey, if they made it this far, I think they're pretty invested. So let's just see where this takes us. It's very nice to have you guys along for the ride and I appreciate it. So on that note, I guess we're going to wrap up. Stay spooky. (laughs) (laughs) It's our new outro. That's what we're doing. Stay spooky. Bye, guys.